Random Inks Productions presents the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Avengers Rewatch with your hosts, Justin and Mark. Join us as we watch Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers, fight to save mankind in preparation for the galaxy's biggest threat, Thanos. Welcome, everyone, to the Marvel Avengers Review Show. We are the Credulous Nerds, and today we will be talking about the latest Avengers movie, Avengers Infinity War. My name is Justin, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? This is the first episode that we are doing where it's not a a rewatch episode. It's an actual review show. We saw Marvel Avengers Infinity War last night. And so the movie's fresh in our minds. And this review will be filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War yet, you are warned. Um, We'll be talking about everything that we've seen in the film and how it relates to all the previous movies as well as speculation as to what will happen in the future. So it will contain spoilers. You've been warned. And this time we have a special guest with us, Kimball. Hello, everyone. How are you? And you may recognize Kimball. He participated in the Middle Earth Saga rewatch series. And so far, we've gone through the Hobbits trilogy. We will go back and watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy and talk about those in the near future. So stay tuned for for that. Um, But Kimball, you went and saw this film as well recently. And I just kind of wanted to get your initial impressions if you could sum it up in a sentence or two what do you think oh dear just one sentence or two during the film i was really happy and enjoying it and loving it and then towards the end once thanos started killing off everyone i started to think oh no this isn't what i thought would be happening and once it was over i was left questioning everything and kind of left me in a little bit of a funk but not not like too bad not like other films have done it didn't like ruin it for me it was just like oh that was not how i thought it would go but we'll see what happens we'll keep riding this wave yeah so initial excitement and then unexpectedness kind of dampened your excitement a little bit yeah, I wouldn't call it disappointment, but some other word in between that unexpected and disappointment. Somewhere in between that gray area, that's what I would say it was. Yeah, okay. And what about for you, Mark? Um, what were your initial impressions in a nutshell? Unexpected, but amazing. Um, I mean, I, I don't think anybody could come close to predicting i think everyone was predicting like maybe one or two people's deaths right like we talked about captain america because that seemed obvious because he'd only signed on for so many movies and this was it apparently he signed on for more movies um you know i think i we predicted a couple other people's maybe this person will die or this person will die uh but nothing to this level right i mean you just couldn't expect anything like that um and then i think 
I, I mean, just the, the sequences were amazing. The fighting with Thanos, Thanos' children was amazing. I think we really got to see some some powers for some people that we didn't we haven't really seen. Like we always talked, I mean, how good was Doctor Strange? Oh, well, now we know. He was pretty freaking awesome. How strong was Spider-Man? Oh, now we know. He, you know, the really big, strong brute from the children of Thanos, he just, you know, stopped him cold turkey, right? Grabbed him and, and stopped his punch, Right. So we get to see, you know, kind of where his power, you know, his strength level is. We get to see how good Star-Lord is. I mean, think about it. He threw down with uh, Tony and um, uh, Doctor Strange, and I think he came out ahead. Right? So I I just think it was just so great to see some of those cool sequences and, and really answer some questions about this that and the other so i i i liked it um the ending i think is gonna bother everyone because i mean who, who likes to see the bad guy win it's tough to see the bad guy win i think that's such a paradox in today's movies and to see that happen is is hard for people to accept but i i liked it because it shows that the heroes don't always win and i think that's okay you know and um as far as a movie goes but i think it rubs people the wrong way and I think the hardest part for me was Peter's death, right? I think that just was like a, a struggle for me to watch, but I think that's good movie making. So I don't know. I Like I said, amazing and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, I, have, I feel similar uh, to what you guys have talked about to both sides. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was a little disheartening for me. It was amazing again. <laughs> so... It's you know the whole range of emotions, and I think I think that's a good movie. I mean, you don't want to just be happy all the time. Oh, this is awesome, and then it ends awesome and everything. Or you don't want the vi- you know the the opposite side where it's just depressing the whole time. So you you know rode the waves of excitement and disappointment uh, all in the same film. So uh, we'll get more into the specifics uh, as we go on, but uh, this is the nineteenth episode in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it started with Captain America, the first Avenger, and all the way through until this film. This film came out on April 27th, 2018, and it was directed by the Russo brothers. Uh, they've directed a, a couple of Marvel movies so far, but I think th- this is their, their best one at, up to this point. Um, as far as starring in the movie... We'll we'll go over a little bit, but yeah, basically <laughs> everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've been following our podcast or just the Marvel movies in general, it's everyone that we've talked about over the last few months and movies that you've seen over the last ten years. Uh, some notable additions are um, Thanos. I well, I guess he's been in you know briefly in some of the other ones, but uh, here he was a major character. And he is played by Josh Brolin. Sorry, it took me a second there. Uh, Thanos is played by Josh Brolin. And we get to see uh, William Hurt back as Secretary of State Ross. Letitia Wright as Shuri. She's uh, Black Panther's sister. I think the most intriguing characters uh, that we haven't seen before are they're called the Black Order, and that's the children of Thanos. We got Proxima Midnight, played by Carrie Coon, uh, Corvus Glaive, 
played by Michael James Shaw. And then we had uh, Ma, Ebony Ma, played by Tom Von Lawler. And then there was one more, one more guy. See the big one? Yeah, I think that's Cole Obsidian, played by Terry Notary. So, uh, we saw a younger version of Gamora, and she was played by Ariana Greenblatt. Uh, we saw the Red Skull. He's back. Kind of get mm-hmm. to see where... I called it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I called it. Yeah. He's back, but he's played by a different character, or a different actor, I should say. Uh, oh, that wasn't Elrond? No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to read this earlier, because in the film, I thought it was. He did a pretty good impression of him. Mm. But it was played by Ross Marquand, and he is in The Walking Dead. So if you're a Walking Dead fan, he plays Aaron... Uh, I don't know if he's still alive, but he played Aaron there for a bit uh, in that in that episode. Um, see, see who? Oh yeah, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones and the X Men series. He played <laughs> a big dwarf. A big dwarf <laughs> this time. Yeah, his name is <laughs> Etri. And then who else? Pepper Potts made an appearance at the beginning there. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, yeah, else? just enough to give uh, Tony Stark a guilt trip for leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he really was going to come back, though? No. No. Even if she was pregnant. I kind of got the impression that she was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that last call that she broke up, it sounded like she was going to tell him. Is that what you guys thought, too? It, something had to be yeah. extra happening between them two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the rundown of, of the cast. Chronologically, this film is after Black Panther. That was released earlier this year in February. And all the Infinity Stones show up in this film. And I think for me, that was one of the surprises. I figured they'd show two or three or maybe four of them. And then the second half, the second part, we would see Thanos get the rest of them. But he is able to find all of them here in this film. Uh, One thing that I kind of, I wouldn't say I didn't like, but I was disappointed, was the film starts out and he already has the Power Stone from the the Nova Corps, which Mm -hmm. we we see in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, how they get that purple stone. He already has that one. And so we didn't get to see that happen or how, I mean, I'm pretty sure he went in and just, you know, leveled the place, but but at the same time, he didn't have any Infinity Stones when he got that one. So how powerful was he to get that one? So he gets that one, and then he goes and gets the the Tesseract and the the Space Stone, and gets that from Loki. Well, and one of the questions I think that was brought up in the movie. Like, I think they asked in the movie, but they didn't know how, is that these guys have to be able to sense them somehow. Yeah. To know, right? They just knew that Loki had it. You know, they just knew where to find Vision and where to find Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? They know how to find him somehow, but 
then it leads to the problem. Why didn't they know how to find the soul stone? Yeah. So I think there's kind of a disconnect there, but, um, but obviously they have a way to track them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think we saw a little bit with vision where he would, he could sense that something was happening. And then there at the end, he knew that Thanos was there through the mind stone. Right. So maybe he was sensing the presence of the other infinity stones. Maybe that's how they you know, were able to connect and locate mm-hmm. where they were is through the other ones. I don't know. So, yeah. So we yeah, see it that. seemed like, it seemed like the, the, the more stones that he got, the stronger he was able to sense the other stones. Yeah. Like they kind of, um, I don't know, enhanced his ability to do that. Because when he didn't have any, he wasn't finding any. Once he found one, then it just kind of compounded, and he found the others very quickly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there isn't really a shield connection in this film. We kind of see one at the end with uh, Nick Fury and Agent Hill in their end credit scene, but it's mostly all just Avengers. Uh, we see all the Avengers except uh, Hawkeye and Ant-Man, and we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but... Uh, they did address this uh, lack of Hawkeye and Ant-Man in a sentence or two, which I appreciate uh, that they were able to at least say, hey, this is where they're at. And um, Hawkeye and Ant-Man, they were imprisoned in Captain America's Civil War, but then they escaped with the help of Steve Rogers. So they are laying low and don't want to be involved anymore is what the explanation was. How did you guys, did you guys buy that? What do you think about that? No, dumb. End of the, like I said, end of the world thing. Like, oh crap, I can help him, but that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't make sense. I mean, you're talking end of the world thing. It's like, look, I get you're trying to hide, but if you don't help, there's not not going to be a world to protect. Yeah, and they did so, address that theme in the film. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I think that's. I mean, they address that, hey, it doesn't matter what, like with the beef between Tony and Steve, you know, Bruce Banner says, it doesn't matter. We're all going to die. You know, you guys need to work, figure it out and work together. So it's kind of that same concept. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was silly. I mean, if they they were our superheroes, they're going to come out and fight, you know, they're not going to sit around. But I mean, maybe that question will be answered better in Ant-Man 2. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Kimball? Thoughts on that? Well, I was I was thinking that everything happened so quickly in this film, like bam, 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 all these um, aliens started coming. Like they almost had no time to respond. Thanos is already on the Earth. I thought maybe they couldn't um, get there in time, which is a poor excuse, but I don't know, maybe – Hawkeye was just out on his farm and he didn't get the memo. And <laughs> yeah, he left his cell phone at home and he's out, you know, cutting hay or something. Yeah, or Ant Man was maybe he was in jail again and he couldn't get bail. So <laughs> I don't know why they they weren't there. I was hoping that we could see at least Ant Man because I think Hawkeye he kind of wants to be done as we saw in Civil War and he reluctantly came back. And I could see him wanting to come back to fight, but I could also see him being like, hey, you know, I've done my share i need to be with my family but ant-man he's he's like a a rogue he doesn't care 
he'll go out and join the fight. So I don't know why he wasn't there, and I'd like that explanation better. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, I think they will address it to some degree, some level, in the next Ant-Man movie, because they've already kind of addressed it in a trailer, I think it was. So, but it's just an excuse, like you said, Kimball. I mean, really, the Earth is going to be destroyed. Who cares? You know, if you want to stay with your family, okay. But if you want to fight and help save your family, then you go fight. Mm-hmm. And and could have been such a huge asset, I think, just by going small and hiding places. He could have gotten to Thanos. I believe he could have helped out a ton. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this film starts out a new chapter in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it's it's a continuation at the beginning. It's a continuation of previous movies, brings them all together. But at the end, you know, it's a definitive end. Whether it's you know, technically, whether it's still phase three or whatever, it's it's still an end to the story, at least up to this point. So, uh, character development throughout the film, I think they really tried to uh, introduce Thanos and portray him a certain way, and then also show another side of him halfway through the movie. And that is, you know, he starts out, he's just uh, he's on a tear, he's you know, killed most of a lot of the Asgardians. He kills Loki. Um, he almost kills Thor, and then he moves on to other planets. Um, and but then halfway through, when he gets the Soul Stone, he has to kill someone that he loves, which ends up being Gamora. By and he throws her off the cliff. And so that, now we're supposed to have some empathy and, and sympathy that he has to do this. And that was probably the biggest thing out of the whole film that I didn't I didn't buy and I felt like I was being forced to care for Thanos. And for me it just it fell flat, to be honest. I mean I'm glad that he's not just this villain that, you know, he's out to do bad because being bad's cool and that's all he knows. I'm glad they tried to show some different dimensions to him. But I didn't buy the the change of heart or whatever it was. And I think it's maybe because they didn't develop his story long enough. Like all these other characters, we've had tons of movies to know who they are, what they're about, what they believe and think. But with Thanos, it's we've, he's always been the big bad in the background. And now he's here and then all of a sudden he's, he has feelings. So I think it was a lack of character development is what it was. And to be fair, from what I've heard, is up until a couple weeks ago they were planning on showing more of Thanos' backstory and they cut it out for interest of time so maybe we'll see that in like deleted scenes or something and if that's the case and we do get to see more character development with Thanos then maybe I'll buy it more but as the movie stands now uh, it doesn't didn't work for me so what about for you Kimball how did how did that whole uh, character of Thanos play out for you yeah I agree that did feel forced um, I like that they tried to go that direction because just a regular bad guy is boring we've seen so many of them in this universe and I like that they tried to make him more complex have feelings even capable of love which is cool I think that's more realistic but it did feel too forced and I think one of the my biggest complaints with this film is that they just tried to do too much in one film. They didn't develop his story as much as they could have. I think they could have 
taken bits and pieces like developing Thanos or um, seeing more of Gamora's background in other films and then we could have seen more of that so that by the time this film comes around the story would have been built up better and then it would have been more believable hey Thanos really does care and this really was a hard decision for him yeah yeah it's a good point what about uh for you mark uh i just think it uh like you said was just poor development because i mean i don't think he's a you know um i think that gomora sees him as sadistic and so that's where we get where he's this bad person um and he obviously destroys and kills thousands and millions of people which is bad right i mean i think everyone's going to agree with that but i think it's his reasoning behind it and i think that's where they miss the disconnect right that he's not doing it because he's this evil person kind of like what was said he's doing it because he wants to find a balance in the universe um unfortunately that's not you know the universe may be balanced but people aren't (laughs) and i think that's where he misses it and i think kind of that's where you you see vision vision even says that to uh um ultron right he says you know you're right you know they're going to destroy themselves but there's grace in their failings and i think you missed that and and i think that's what uh he has the same problem thanos has that same problem as he misses that there's grace in failings or or whatever there is and that there's not going to be this perfect understanding and balancing universe and then you know you hear him talk about well people were starved to death we don't have an infinite resources so the way to save it is doing this and i just kind of found that explanation kind of dumb and silly because so wait you you know you you want to save the universe by killing half of everyone oh that makes sense let me jump right on board so i don't know i just think that like you said it was a little forced but i think they could have done better with the storyline to to make it feel that way because when i look at it i think it's obvious that he cared for her and um nebula probably more than the other of the black order because i don't think that gamora and nebula bring anything to that group right look at those four like those four they had these they were great whatever they brought i from what i've seen it was more than gamora and nebula brought but those two are still considered, you know, uh, Thanos' children with that group. And and so I would think that Thanos would care about them a little bit more being as he's keeping them around and they don't offer anything better than the other four or, or on equal terms, I don't even think. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, interesting. I have a crazy theory about uh, Gamora that I want to share towards the end so if you guys have any theories like that we can talk about that uh, as we get towards the end but i think um yeah the the different uh the different children of the black order they were pretty twisted and sadistic and they were your typical marvel avengers bad guys right they were along the lines of um red Red Skull, or uh, or some of the other villains, um, the Dark Elf guy, oh, Malekith, Malekith, and uh, Hela from Thor Ragnarok, 
you know th- that that was what kind of their role was they were the hey I'm, I'm just bad because i like power and i like to hurt people type thing that's the impression i got from them and so i i kind of wonder if if thanos you know they're trying to show up a different side to him and you know how does he have this power over them because if, if they're that hardcore usually the person over them has to be even more hardcore so you know where's the you know how do we get that thanos is a good guy out of that and i i'm not seeing it i don't know necessarily he's a good guy i think that he takes him as children and that's all they know it's like when gamora killed him when she thought he killed him before he pulled out the reality stone right she was sad because that's all she's really known since she was just a little little kid yeah yeah um so in this this film we we talked a little bit how Thanos shows up and he defeats the Asgardians and I believe uh it was you Mark that said that he kills half of them on on that ship but we don't get to see what happens to Valkyrie who we were introduced to in Thor Ragnarok and she was a pretty pretty integral part of that film and played a major role and she was pretty um, you know, she knew her stuff. She knew how to fight and was strong. And to have her be killed all of a sudden in the next movie, I think that's a waste. And I don't think uh, they didn't show her death or show her as one of them who died. So I think she's alive. I don't know where she would be, but I think she's alive. And if that's the case, I think they missed an opportunity to show her in this film. Um, what do you think, Mark? I don't Does know what's happening to her. It's kind of, like I said, it, it'd be a waste because I think she was a big character in the last film, right? Uh, in Thor Ragnarok. I think she kind of helped make that movie. And to just disappear like that, I, I don't think makes sense. Um, I think we'll definitely see her again. And they'll somehow explain it. Maybe she was hiding I, who knows? But I don't think she's gone. I, I think it would be a, a wasted opportunity and ultimately horrible writing to just let her fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah, so they better have a good explanation as to what happened to her and mm-hmm. why she wasn't there. We see Loki, and he's killed. Uh, he tries to pull one over on Thanos, and I... That was my big prediction, I think, at least at the time of going into the film, is that Loki would try to pull one over on Thanos and try to either keep the Tesseract or try to get the other stones as well, and that he would fail either in the beginning or at the end. You know, He would either go along with it and try to betray him at the end or just in the beginning, and it happened in the beginning, and he was, he was killed. Thanos choked him to death. And so the movie would lead you to believe that it, it's a, a definitive death for Loki. But I'm not buying it <laughs> just because <laughs> we've seen it before with Loki, right? He's the ultimate trickster. Uh, what do you think, Cumble? Is, is Loki dead or is this just another one of his tricks? I think uh, Loki isn't dead. Somehow he'll come back and along with the rest of the deaths, they'll have to come back. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially because it was so early in the film, like Loki 
isn't just a minor character like Heimdall. Yeah, I can accept him dying at the beginning. But Loki, right. you know, he's, he's one of the core of this crew. So him dying right away, that I think he'll, he has to come back. But I didn't really like that he... I thought he would be more on Thanos' side for the duration of the film. Like, he's just typically a bad guy. He served Thanos in the Avengers, and he brought the Chitari down to New York, so why would he all of a sudden change sides yeah. and attack Thanos? Like, that that didn't make sense to me. That, to me, that didn't um, play to his character. He wants to do bad, or he wants to destroy things. Here comes Thanos, his opportunity to do that. And it sounds like Thanos was willing to give him a second chance even after he failed him, and then Loki just kind of blows that. So I didn't like that he tried to all of a sudden be good in in front of Thor because he wasn't like not like his life was on the line he didn't right. need to attack him so that was that was a little let down for me yeah and that's kind of why I think he, he didn't die because that's like you said it's not true to his character he I think it's a misdirect so he could get out of that situation without suffering any consequences um to like you think maybe he used his uh what his uh his little skill where he does his double yeah i was waiting for that but didn't see that true yeah and i think if if he is dead i think it's i don't know if a waste is the right word but i always thought his death would be more meaningful or more impactful than just what happened there so i don't know could be wrong so uh the ship blows up thor or not thor thanos escapes and with his people and the ship blows up and we're led to believe that even thor is dead but i didn't buy that either because he's, he's a man <laughs> he's he a is dude. a man and men don't die <laughs> he is like an angel yeah <laughs> so i think as a side note, we've all seen at least one trailer for this film, if not multiple. And I think that's kind of, it plays to the part of spoiler in the sense that I didn't believe that Thor was dead because in the trailer we saw that he did more things than, you know, than what happened. So there were moments like that where I was like, well, you know, so-and-so is not going to die right here because in the trailer we see this happen later on down the line. So that was, I don't know, I, it's, it's kind of a Cats 22 because you want to see the trailers, you want to get excited for the film, but yet it does reveal certain things that could spoil the movie for you later on down the line. But anyway, so Thor, Thanos tasks the Black Order to go to Earth and retrieve the Mind Stone and the Time Stone, and he is going to try and track down the, the Reality Stone. Thanos is. So here we were treated to a sequence of the children of Thanos showing up on Earth. And here we get to see um, Doctor Strange and Iron Man interact for the first time. And for me, this was one of the, the better parts of the film as far as characters uh, go. I think, you know, they're both pretty much same type of personality they're very headstrong very arrogant very confident and to see them interact was it was pretty entertaining from the get-go 
what did you think about their relationship, Kimball, and how they were able to work together eventually and grew to res- they seemed like they grew to respect each other? It was fun to see them butt heads, two alpha males. Yeah. Each, both of them think they're better than the other, um, which I thought that was cool. We kind of get that with with other characters like Captain America and Iron Man. It seems like it's always Iron Man getting involved in, in these ego trips. Yeah. But um, yeah, they seemed like they were fi- they were not liking each other. But then towards the end, I guess whenever um, Doctor Strange was able to see the outcome. And so he knew he had to save Tony. Um, all of a sudden, I mean, like, where did he get these feelings to save him? I guess if it wasn't for that, um, for his time stone, then I, I, I didn't really, can't buy that he would just want to save him like that. But he did see the future, and I guess he knew this was something he had to do. But I did like their their characters, how they played with each other. I thought they could have used more of their tricks, like using more of um, their magic and their uh, power to combat, but they kind of played more, I guess, by themselves, if that makes any sense. Like the other characters, they seem to work well with their fighting and their skills together, but they kind of uh, did their own thing. Against Thanos or when they... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, against Thanos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did, it was impressive to see Dr. Strange and what he's capable of. I mean, we saw a little bit of it in, you know, the Dr. Strange film, but some time has passed. So he's able to, he has been able to learn more and practice more. And we really got to see kind of why he's an Avenger. And it was pretty impressive to see him cast all the spells to, to attack, to defend, to protect the others. And it, I thought it was pretty amazing to see how he was able to hold off Thanos for the most part. And I think at the end, I mean, he willingly gave up the stone, like you said, to protect Tony. And so I, part of me wonders, well, you know, how, how long could he have held on if he, if he wanted to or had to? So it was only when the, the other Avengers were being threatened with their lives that he gave it up willingly. But yeah, that whole sequence on... So they start out on Earth, like we, what we were saying. And they have the Q-ship. And uh, which one? Ma, he kidnaps. He's able to subdue and kidnap Doctor Strange and take him to the, the Q-ship. And we see Tony Stark and Spider-Man head after the ship. And they're able to get on it without Ma knowing about it. And so they hitch a ride. And they're going back to... Um, Titan with the time stone and they're able to get rid of Maw, blow him out the, the airlock like they did in Aliens and we get another reference to how young uh, Peter Parker is like we did in Civil War so that was kind of cool but um, <clears throat> so Tony Stark is able to and Spider-Man are able to free Doctor Strange but then they meet up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they have a little confrontation there, and then they figure out they're both on the same side. And so did they, I can't remember, did they crash the ship before they met the Guardians or after they met the Guardians? 
Hmm. I believe the ship crashed. Yeah, there was crashed, and then they came in and uh, uh, I guess swarmed the ship, and that's when they started fighting after they landed on there okay. on that planet. All right. So, so we we were introduced to the guardians earlier in the film before this part, right? And they uh-huh. they were going to the the destroyed Asgardian ship, and they find Thor floating in space and bring him in. And we kind of see that you know Thor can survive in space, which I don't yeah. know. <laughs> who who would have known that? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was they just got there and he'd only been out there for a minute or maybe he's been out there for half an hour i don't know i guess it doesn't really matter but they well the dude the dude stood in a sun right true he stood in the power of a sun and took it like key man like you know for a couple minutes like so it would make sense that you could withstand space for a little bit yeah yeah i guess a good point but they, you know, so they get Thor, they bring him into the ship and we get this, you know, Thor's at his best, his com- comedic best when he's out of his element, right? And he has to react to a new situation. He reverts back to the, the Thor from Asgard. And so we get these comical moments where he calls uh, Rocket Raccoon a rabbit and uh-huh. he calls them all losers. <laughs> Was it losers or morons? Call them morons. Yeah. Call them morons. You know, so we get these moments, and then you know we see Peter Quill trying to imitate uh, Thor because Thor is obviously <laughs> super sexy, and he feels threatened by him. So, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Gamora's like his muscles are like threaded uh, metal fibers or something like yeah. that. She's all stroking his arms, and Peter gets <laughs> jealous. So. That was pretty good. I like that whole sequence there. But they come up with a plan that, you know, this is where Th- Gamora's like, you know, Th- Thanos is after the, the Infinity Stones. we got to stop him. So Thor goes to, um, where does he go? He goes to this place we've never heard of. Um, I forget the uh, name. Uh, and that's where he gets his hammer back, right? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, it's where they made Thor's hammer, right? Yeah. So they're going to make him a new one. So he heads off there to get this weapon to stop Thor. Or to stop Thanos. Sorry. Keep getting those two mixed up. Uh, and then Peter and the rest head to Titan, right? That's where they're going or where? No, they go to... Uh, oh, they go to nowhere. Where the, nowhere. Yeah, where the collect- collector is. That's right. They go to nowhere. And they get there too late. Thanos is already destroyed that place but he uses the reality stone to make it appear that it's not destroyed and he draws out Peter and Gamora and uh, Drax and Mantis and is able to grab Gamora and escape because Gamora knows where the the soul stone is which everyone's been wondering where's the soul stone you know is it does Thanos have it is it hidden on earth somewhere there was theories that it was in Wakanda. It was there's theories that Iron Man had it somehow. So, you know, everyone was wondering where it was, but it turns out everyone was wrong. It's on another planet that we've never heard of. So, 
Um, we see the collector, but it's not really the collector because by the time the guardians arrive, he's already dead. Or at least he's out of the picture. And Thanos is using the reality stone to portray that the collector is there. But he's really not. And he's already captured the reality stone. And here we have this part where Gamora says, I know something that Thanos wants and you need to kill me before he gets it from me. But let's go straight to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they knew that he was there. They were trying to get there before he did, but that didn't work out. So, yeah, Gamora's captured, and Nebula's there being tortured. So Thanos uses Nebula to t- get Gamora to tell him where the Soul Stone is. And they go to this planet, and here's where we see the Red Skull. And he's he's there as a guardian of the Soul Stone, right? He's just kind of uh, consigned to to be there and be the, watch over it. So he this is where we see he tells Thanos that he's got to kill someone, you know, trade a soul for a soul. But the trick, the catch is, you have to sacrifice the soul of someone you care about. So this is where we see Thanos' inner dilemma, but it's not really a dilemma. He just tosses Gamora over the side and she dies. And he's able to get the Soul Stone. What did you think of that whole sequence, Mark? I mean, this has been a a topic of discussion among us for quite some time. A lot of fan speculation online. So we finally see it play out. We see where, where it's at. What was your... Uh, thoughts on this part um i don't know i i thought it was weird to see red skull there doing what he was doing because i want to know how he got there doing what he was doing now obviously he said he couldn't get it and i think that comes to the point because either he didn't love anybody or he didn't have anybody he loved with them and he was just kind of stuck there forever but why is he this chosen guardian so that was kind of strange, you know. I just wanted some more backstory there. Uh, another thing is uh, why, um, I mean, like you said, just more, you know, what's the whole relationship between Thanos and Gamora? Because I mean, obviously, Gamora is doesn't love him, but he does. He loves her, you know. And so th- there's got to be something that was going on there. Uh, that we didn't see. So it's just kind of like a weird disconnected part, you know, like between those two. And I just thought it was kind of strange. I don't know. It's hard to get into. Like you felt bad because she was dying, you know, and you're like, oh, but you felt bad because of Peter Quill. Like I didn't feel bad because he was crying. You know, I was like, oh, man, that sucks for Peter. Like uh, it's the worst, worst thing in the world, you know. But uh so it was kind of hard to get into it in the way I think they were trying to get fans into it. Yeah. So, and I think it's due to lack of context. Mm-hmm. Like you said, why was Red Skull there? Why does Thanos care about this girl? And I think they hinted at it here and there throughout the film. So hopefully that's something that's revealed later. Um, any thoughts from you, Kimball, about the Soul Stone and its hiding place? I thought it was cool that the Red Skull showed up. I always like when old characters kind of make a reappearance, and it's like, hey, 
thought you were dead. I guess not. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun when that happens, especially because I know that I've been reading about these Russo brothers, the directors, and they're wanting to, um, I don't know about to pay tribute, but they're kind of bringing things back from the Captain America films and adding them into these films. That's kind of like what their goal is. And I thought, oh, well, they're doing it well so far. Yeah. Um, and I did like whenever um, the Red School told Thanos that he had to, it had to be someone he loved. And that's when Gamora kind of laughs and says, well, you know, there's no one you love. How are you going to do that? And then he's like, well, it's, it's you. <laughs> and it kind of uh, catches everyone by surprise, even if it's a little unbelievable. Um, and yeah, maybe that's why the Red Skull couldn't get the Soul Stone, because he doesn't love anyone. No one loves him. But Thanos does have some spark in him, some shred of love. So they did their best for the time that they had. But I'd like to know... What can the Soul Stone do? Like, let's see some of its power. We'll probably see that in the next film. It's its potential. I thought the Soul Stone would be the one that wouldn't be played out in this film, but it decided to poke its head out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have another theory uh, we'll get into later, and I think the Soul Stone plays comes into play with that too. But yeah, so he's able to get the the Soul Stone, and then he he goes to Titan. He meets up with uh, the Guardians as well as Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Sh- and Doctor Strange, and that's where they have their big duel. And I thought this duel was pretty, pretty well played out. I thought it was more impressive than what we saw in Wakanda between Thanos and the Avengers there on Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was way more intense and way more deadly, I guess you could say. And I don't know; it was just all out. I think. It was it was curious to see uh, how well Spider Man. I was curious to see how well he would do because we saw a little bit of him here and there in the trailer. But he held his own. I mean he he went to toe to toe with Thanos. You know was able to stop him here and there, along with Iron Man, and as well as Doctor Strange and and the rest of the Guardians. So pretty intense fight there. Yeah, I felt that Iron Man was more at a disadvantage than everybody else. Like he was struggling to stay there. And maybe it's because he was taking the brunt of the attacks, you know, kind of being the tank for the group. But, you know, I kind of was like, oh, wow, like he's barely holding on and everyone else seems to be holding on real well. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, you know, I, I have a weird question, but we'll save it for later because it's kind of neither here nor there. All right. So eventually, they almost steal the glove the gauntlet right they're able well, to they had it right they yeah. had it off mm-hmm. spider-man's pulling it off of his hand in the last second thanos grabs it and so well to back up just a little bit before thanos shows up we have dr strange using the time stone to see all the infinite possibilities that could happen and what one would be the best that would allow them to win and to defeat Thanos. And you said there was like over a million, right? 14 million. 14 million. So a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. So he explores all these possibilities and then Thanos shows up. And just as they they all work together, which I thought was great, everyone used their powers to, to grab or blind or 
incapacitate Thanos to some degree. And this is kind of what I wanted to see on Wakanda. But we didn't get it. We only got it on Titan with these this group. And then, you know, there's always some idiot, right? And of course, it's Peter Quill. It's leaked that Gomorrah is dead. And Peter Quill can't take it. So he starts hitting Thanos, which knocks Mantis off his head, which breaks the spell that she had on, on him to put him to sleep. And then that's when everything falls apart. And he he's able to defeat them and escape. And from there, he goes to... Where does he go after that? Did he go straight to Earth? Yeah, he went, yeah, he went uh-huh. right to Earth. Okay. So he goes straight to Earth. And on Earth, we have the Wakanda fights with the other two of the Black Order, the two surviving children of Thanos. Wait, was there three? Did the the one guy show up at the end, or was he dead too? Because there was Ma. Because there was they broke they split into two. So Ebony Ma was dead. Right. He got blown up right. by Locke. Yeah, he got blown. Um. So the, all three of them were there. The, okay. the other three. Corvus Glaive was there. Um. Proxima Midnight, and what's the other one? I can't remember. They're fairly new characters to me, so I don't remember them. That well. Um, um, the Mystery Man. So there's the three I, of them on Earth. I don't remember his name. Um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so they show up at Wakanda. Wakanda has a barrier, and they launch those ships from outer space from their Q ship that contains all the soldiers, the genetically modified beasts, monsters. You keep saying the black door. Oh, Colobsidian. Colobsidian? Yeah, that's his name. I guess he's actually a black dwarf. Hmm. So, okay. So those three attack with their, their monsters. And for a second, the shield holds, but then they start to break through, and that's when they all start to attack each other. And they are trying to hold off this army so that they can extract the Mind Stone from Vision so it doesn't kill them. And then they'll destroy the Mind Stone. Scarlet Witch will destroy it. She's hesitant throughout all of this. She doesn't want to because she doesn't want to lose Vision. And again, for me, that was kind of a disconnect. Yeah, I see her reluctance, but at the same time, this is to save humanity. And you got to step up. And I felt that she kept putting it off and kept him hemming and hawing. And I think it cost them at the end. If they would have gone straight to that uh, plan and executed it from the get-go, I think we wouldn't have gotten the result that we got. Because... You couldn't rewind time and hope that you found the right exact moment that they destroyed it, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I just don't think you could. Like, I, I mean, I don't like you said. I don't know how the time thing goes, but I mean, he would have to. It would almost be impossible, really. He would be have to be in the right spot at the right time at the right. You know what I mean? And I just think it would be, but impossible. I kept thinking the same thing. I'm like, why don't you just rip it out? Like, what's wrong? Like. 
yeah, Vision's nice. He's a machine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And Vision was wasn't he pretty lackluster in this? Like, I was oh, like, yeah. what the heck? Vision's supposed to be amazing, and he just like getting whomped from minute one. Like, yeah. he was just like nothing. Couldn't yeah, even was, do a thing. He was pretty weak in this film. For mm-hmm. being built up and actually seeing some of his power in, in Ultron and then uh, Civil War, he didn't do much. I mean, he got beat mm-hmm. down by those those two uh, Black Order members. Him, him and Scarlet Witch, they got handled pretty well. But yet, Thor showed up and just took care of him pretty quickly. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and you really got to see the power of Thor too, right? Yeah, that part I mean, was amazing. And it makes me think too that you know, as far as when we were talking about power, I think it kind of answers that question right there. Mm-hmm. Is that only Thanos could have stood up to him? Like I think pound for pound, you know, um, who was it? We were just talking about him, the Dark Dwarf guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Obsidian could stay with them pound for pound as far as muscle, but that's not all he brings. Thor brings a lot more than that, right? So, uh, so I think that uh, w- without Thanos, that they couldn't have overpowered Thor oh, by no. themselves. Oh no! And uh, um, and you kind of see that, right? Because uh, you know he's there with him, and then Thor is the one that hurts him, like almost kills him. I don't know why he had to sit there and have a chit chat with him. Just finish the job and then chit chat. Yeah. But I guess you know, if you want the end of the world to happen, then you take your time. <laughs> yeah. So the Avengers do take out the children of Thanos um, throughout this battle, and they they're not able to stop Thanos. So he shows up, and at that point, he's got all the stones except for the Mind Stone, which. He's going after Vision there to get it. Uh, And like I mentioned earlier, we don't really see the same type of resistance that we saw with the other half of the Avengers, which was weird because he, the only difference was he has the time stone and the time stone isn't necessarily power, right? Like brute strength power It's just the ability to manipulate time. So I don't think his power to fight necessarily increased. But yet these Avengers were just kind of pushed aside. Well, I think, too, like, look at the Avengers that were remaining. You didn't have any of the major powerhouse Avengers. Like, um, Ant-Man wasn't there, right? Hulk is off doing whatever, but he's not hulked out. So he's not helpful. Uh, I mean, Captain America was about the only one that was there to try to do anything because Vision was preoccupied and so was Wanda Maximoff, but she she was holding him off on her own, you know, just with just herself yes. was slowing him down quite a bit. But other than that, there was really nobody there. Everyone else just like, you know, you had War Machine, that's not going to hurt him. You had Falcon, that's probably like a tickle fight between those two, you know, and uh um, Groot, well, Groot wasn't going to do anything. Like he tried, and it's just waste of time. Yeah. Uh, Rocket, same thing. Another tickle fight's going on, right? Like they they just didn't really have any of the the superheroes that could do much. I think to defend except Captain America. But all Captain America brings is a pound for pound strength super soldier, and 
he, he wasn't going to beat him, and we saw that. I mean, yeah, he stopped him, you know, when he was trying to push through him, but one punch later, that was yeah. that was done. Yeah, and you see Thanos kind of look at him like, huh, who is this guy? But then he just punches him and it's over. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool, though, because even the the children were kind of like, oh, crap, who is this guy? He just caught my my thing like nobody's business and, yeah. you know, beat us up. I mean, that – holy crap. And so, I, again, I think we get to see a little bit more of how strong Captain America really is. Yeah. Uh, and then with, with Hulk, going back to the beginning, we did – when Thor, Thanos defeats the Asgardians, Hulk is on that ship and he goes toe-to-toe with with Thanos – and that's kind of <laughs> where we see that Hulk can't stop Thanos, right? Because Thanos just takes care of him. And Hulk is able to escape back to Earth. And after that, Hulk is so intimidated, he won't... He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to come out like he has in the past. Do you think it's because he had the Power Stone, though? Without the Power uh, Stone, could yeah. Hulk have done that? Yeah, I think... Could, could Hulk have held his own with him a lot better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what about you, Kimball? As far as the the Avengers on Earth, kind of what was your take on their defense against Thanos? They didn't do a good job attacking him at the same time like the Avengers on Titan did. Uh, they had a much better plan, thanks to Peter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they kind of just did it one at a time. Like They each took turns trying to fight him, and Thanos beat him pretty easily. I think if they would have work together, uh, listen to Cap's plan, then they probably could have done something. They, I doubt they could have overpowered him, but once again, with uh, Vision and, and as well as Hulk, I think they really shafted those two characters' potential, and we didn't really get to see them do much. Even with Hulk's Hulkbuster armor, he, he still could have done something because Iron Man was able to do things to Thanos. Why couldn't Hulk in his armor? I, it just didn't that was a little disappointing. I thought the fight would be a lot bigger between the Avengers on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting. I think if Vision and Scarlet Witch would have worked together, they could have done some damage to Thanos. And like you said, if they would have been able to work together as a team, they could have at least had the same effect that the Avengers on Titan did. where they Especially with Wanda, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was so she preoccupied was... with Vision that she couldn't do anything else, which, I don't know, it, just, it was just frustrating, that whole relationship there. Well, I mean, action. the relationship was cool, but, like, the way well, it yeah. played out, it's like, yeah. really? Like, come on. I mean, even what's-her-name herself just said, like, oh, we can detach it, and it's all cool, you know, and he can still be Vision without the, without the Mind Stone in him. Yeah. And so... Um. Instead, he got his brain ripped out. Yeah, <laughs> and that didn't work out very well. <laughs> so yeah. I, and I then, say and then, like you said, but... we didn't. Thor didn't even show up till the end, right? Thor was off doing who knows what, and uh, you know, if Thor would have been there for the whole thing, maybe it would have all been different too. Yeah, that was weird. He was he was there. He showed up before Thor or before Thanos. And he used lightning and his hammer to just level the playing field between this massive army and the Wakandans and the Avengers. And he helped destroy the ships. 
But then Thanos shows up, and we don't see Thor for like 10 minutes. But we see all the other Avengers trying to stop him. And I was like, well, where is he? And then he shows up at the last minute after he gets the Mind Stone, right? Uh-huh. And plunges his axe in his heart. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty pretty big move. To he, he, If he didn't have the Infinity Stones, he would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Well, how strong is that axe? He threw that axe through the power of six infinity stones. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, well then, this axe is to go for it. Then even still, like, I was so annoyed when he's like, I told you you're going to die. Like, take you, just kill the guy. Like, come on, rip it out, chop his head off. Like, are we kidding here? You know, is this what we do? Like, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. So I, I was just wondering, you know, Right before Thor showed up, I was like, well, where's Thor? You know, what's he, why isn't he here? And then like 10 seconds later, he showed up. So I was like, oh, you know, what, what was he doing though? Yeah. Well, and one thing too, I thought it was weird. Like it was cool. He brought the hammer, but I think it was weird that he had to have that hammer to do the lightning because I thought we solved that in Thor Ragnarok, right? He didn't need the hammer or an ax or whatever for the lightning, but apparently he does. He's the god of hammers. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he definitely could have used the lightning without it. I think he kind of uses it as a channel for the lightning, but he doesn't need to. But the the hammer did defeat or almost defeat Thanos. So. I think that hammer was also special because the, the little dwarf guy, he said there was something about the weapons there that can help uh, defeat Thanos. That was where the glove was made, so... I think it was the combination of Thor's lightning and the hammer, which Thor realized he needed to defeat it. There's just something special about that uh, material made from that star. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. That that's where the gauntlet was made, and so they use the same material to be able to. I think that's how he's able to throw that hammer through the power of the Infinity Stones because it was made of the same material, so it was strong enough to withstand it. And then, so then we get the big moment where he snaps his fingers. And there's been a lot of memes online where, you know, he snaps his fingers and that's the end of the movie. Screen goes yeah, black. So that's how it should have been. I I think that's how I would have loved it if the movie ended that way because then it just leaves you in pure suspense. You don't know what happens. Let's just end it at that. Wait a year and we'll see. Okay, who dies? Instead, they kind of drug it on. By showing us people disappearing, and it's like, yeah, that's makes it depressing and sad. But then again, we know that Spider-Man comes back for his movie. We know the Guardians come back for their movie, so it's not really believable that okay, this this didn't last their deaths. So it should have gone black. That was my. I wish that would have happened. Well, and, and at least shown like where it goes black, and then it shows him talking to Gamora and says, "What did it cost you?" And he's like, "Everything." And then it ends too. Like that yeah. would have been a good ending there too. That'd be perfect. You know, and because uh, then you're like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> like everyone is already gonna be like that anyways. Yeah. But, um, I I don't know. I think it, like you said, it could have been a little bit more epic. Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't thought of that, and I think, I think that would have been a better ending. But um, we didn't get that. So. Did um. Oh, what was I gonna ask? I don't remember. My bad. 
So, you mentioned that scene with him and Gamora, a young Gamora. Where do you guys think that takes place? Because it's immediately after he snaps his fingers. And he doesn't have the glove, he doesn't have the armor, and it's it's kind of like a flashback, maybe? At least, their, to their appearances, is how they looked earlier, when we had the flashback earlier. So, where do you guys... And there's no... It's like this open plane of water... And I don't know. I I was You're just saying wondering. when he's when he's looking at the sunrise. No, before that, when he meets, so he snaps his fingers, and then it, the screen goes white, and then he we see him talking to the the little child Gamora, and oh, yeah. she turns around and asks him, you know, did you do it? Mm-hmm. So I wonder where mm-hmm. that was. It was, or was it just a memory? But it couldn't have been a memory because she asked him if he did it. If he was able to to win, so I'm just curious to like, what does that mean? But probably have to wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means. It's almost like is it with the spirit realm or something like that? It shade is more. But uh, I I don't know. Oh, but one thing I was gonna ask: Did you notice that when you know after he snapped his fingers, right, and he goes back, like it shows that cutscene, then he goes back and um, he still has the axe in his chest, and then he disappears. Right before he did that, did you notice the gauntlet was like destroyed? Yeah, it was all charred. Yeah. It was all weakened. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so can he use it again, or is that up? Like, does he have to find other catalysts to hold the weapon, the the Infinity Stones? Yeah. Were the Infinity Stones still in the gauntlet? Yeah, I didn't were. notice. I saw the colors of them. Okay. I didn't know if the stones were kind of chipping or breaking, but they were still in there. Yeah, that's what I remember. But yeah, the gauntlet was all charred, and his arm was all black as well. And then, but then when he goes to, because he had said earlier in the film that he just wants to, when it's all done, he just wants to go watch the sunrise. And I didn't see, he didn't have the gauntlet on at that point either, right? He was just kind of... Yeah. I don't remember if he had it on or not. Because it was on his left hand, left hand, and we saw him from his right side. So okay. I couldn't really tell. Yeah. We'll have to look for that in our next viewing. So my question that I was coming up with earlier, do you think... Um, uh, is it Ebony Ma? Is that the guy's name? One of the children? Yeah, the one that uh, captured yeah. uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, Squidward? Yeah, do you think the Sorcerer Supreme could have beat him? The one that died? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Strange was pretty powerful at that point. But I don't think he was on that level, True. right? Because she, yeah. you know, drew power from Dormammu, so she was, you know, on another level. Like she was like flipping buildings <laughs> and like, like yeah. you know, karate kung. You know, she knew kung fu on, uh, you know, levels that we haven't seen since Neo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I wonder, you know, could could he have beat Sorcerer Supreme? And I know, like, that's kind of a weird question. I think he. I think she could have beat him. Now that I think about it, yeah. Because she had all the, you know, thousands of years of experience or hundreds of years or whatever it was. And she was a master of her art, so. I mean, because Strange and that guy were pretty well matched for the most part. 
he's a little more powerful, but I, it, he kind of alludes to it. It was just, you know, he he knows more. He's been around more. He has more experience because he kept saying, oh, you're just a young guy. You know, you don't know everything. So I think that was his only deficit was lack of experience. So I think with the Sorcerer Supreme, she could have at least matched him a lot better, if not defeat him. Hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that. And then, did anyone else uh, wonder where Mordo was? Mordo? Mordo. No, it never came came to my mind. Yeah, like I wonder where, like, oh, so what, what happened to him? Like, are we going to see him? I'm telling you, we're going to see these guys. Well, I'm the sure Mordo's one. in Doctor Strange, too. Oh, that's another thing. We know Doctor Strange is coming back because they're doing a second Doctor Strange, right? And, oh, so he lived. Yeah. I'm telling you, when Peter Parker died, were you guys sad? Yeah. Right? He's hugging Tony. He's like, I don't want to die. I'm not ready. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, because it's, it's not like like when Doctor Strange died, that was kind of sur- like a surreal feeling. Like, you know, he's like, there was no other way. And then he died. You know, and that was kind of, you know, had its own sadness. And when King T'Challa died, you know, its own sadness. But when he died, he was like, you know, like I'm not ready. I, I don't want to die. Like, that was sad. I was, I was pretty sad about that. Yeah. Well, my theory is they're not dead. Well, and obviously they're going to come back. But that they didn't die. I think they just went to another dimension, another universe, something like that. Because they didn't. Like their body didn't die and they just fell over dead, right? They just they disappeared, went somewhere else. Like, but that's what he said he was gonna do, right? He would kill them immediately. It'd be just like they ceased to exist. Okay. So you're saying that they just they're like it's like with Bellfire in the Wheel of Time series, they just they're no longer in existence, period. Yeah, I mean, I think that people still remember they existed. Like, you don't right. get that effect where it burns them, like, the thread right. and their decision. But I think, yeah, I think they just kind of ceased to exist at that moment. You know, they're done. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's even sadder. <laughs> I know, right? But it makes you wonder, too, are other heroes going to show up um, that we see? Like, uh, remember Adam? Are we going to see Adam? Adam Warlock. Yeah, come and, and help and things like that. Because while, yeah, the Avengers and th- that whole group, Guardians of the Galaxy, they suffered. He did that for the entire galaxy, the whole everything. Yeah. So there's got to be people that be like, oh, okay, well, we can't allow that to happen. So are they going to find, are they going to add some more unknowns to the next one to help out? Yeah. Well, so far... Uh, well, it hasn't been confirmed, but Captain Marvel has been confirmed as a standalone film. And that's going to happen next year. So I would anticipate that she would show up as well as Ant-Man. That they would be well, involved. She's kind of weak, you know. <laughs> and as, <laughs> as far as Adam Warlock, they haven't really, they've only hinted that he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think we'll see. We have to because half the Avengers are gone. What about Wolverine? That would be awesome. Do you think he could have taken Thanos? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think if he could have got close enough to him, he could have. Yeah. Um, 
And would would he have died to that? Yeah, that's the thing is he'd have to be completely destroyed because you can't kill him. Mm-mm. I mean, think uh, what's her name tried, right? Phoenix tried to kill him, couldn't kill him. So, huh, who knows? Too much unknowns. Uh, I really hope they bring Wolverine into this series, though. Yeah. So here's my crazy theory that I hinted at earlier. So we are, were led to believe that Gamora was uh, taken from her family, which she was. You know, her parents were killed, and she was adopted by Thanos. But then he gives her the knife, and she kind of shows a little bit of spunk. And but then in that scene after he snaps his fingers, we see her saying she turns around and she's got this like she's not sad. She's got this smirk on her face. And I took it as she was kind of smiling and that she was in a position of power. And she asked him, Did you do it? And what what did it cost, right? That that's not language of someone who's subservient or in enslaved by Thanos. That's at least same peer level conversation if not servant to master so that that leads me to believe that Gamora is more there's more to her than what we know because she was tasked with finding the infinity stones for Thanos does she have and we were led to believe that she wanted to keep them from Thanos but maybe that wasn't the case maybe she's in on it too and she's like a a plant or a spy or you know she is involved somehow and that would that would increase that would give more credence to why he actually cares for her because they're in on it together so that's my crazy theory I don't know what you guys think about that or if I'm just way off base I, I just was led to believe that there's something more than what we just witnessed with between him and Gamora. That she was in on it more than what we thought. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I think we you, you had asked this yesterday, and I, I was kind of like dismissful with it at first. I was like, nah, that's dumb. But uh, <laughs> now that you kind of like bring it up, I mean, maybe he could have, because obviously she had feelings for him, right? I mean... I think in the end she kind of alludes she doesn't love him at all. But when she had faked kill him, you know, she either lied then or she lied at the other time, right? Because when she thought she killed him in reality, she was crying. She felt bad. She was sad, you know. But then when she got killed, she was like, nobody loves you. Yeah. So that's kind of a contradiction of, of you know, her feelings. But, you know, now that you bring that up, I wonder if that, you know, that could be, you know, she knows – more that you know she's in on something yeah because she knew where how many of the time or the infinity stones did she know their location she knew where the the power stone was she was Mm -hmm. involved with that she knew where the the soul stone was and then where the reality ether yeah ether so that's three of the six And, and then Thanos knew where the other ones were yeah so I don't know, I, I just got the impression they were in on it together. And she was just playing the Guardians to, f- you know, figure out where the other ones were. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
I don't know. We'll see. Could be. Uh, do you guys have any crazy theories or thoughts on on what we saw? Um, I think we'll see some more new characters than just Captain Marvel. I think Adam will make a show. I think Beta Real Beta Ray Bill will come. Do you guys know who he is? Never heard of him. He is one of the few beings that can lift Mjolnir. You know how Vision lifted uh, his hammer? And the Stormbreaker, which is the weapon that Thor has, right? That weapon actually, in the comic books, belongs to Beta Beta Ray Bill. It's his weapon. So I wonder if they'll bring him in. Um, but he's like a, you know, a person of great power as well, you know, like on the level of Thor. So, um, so I, I think we'll see some new characters that we're not, that most people aren't ready to quite see yet. Um, and then I think the Avengers will win and everyone will be resurrected at the end of next movie. That's my... Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> the soul stone was like the most sought after stone and no one knew where it was and then they find it. But it didn't really add anything to the story, to this story, right? Yeah. And Do the... you think that's part of the soul stone though? That he has access, you know, how he saw her afterwards? Do you think that's part yeah. of the soul stone power? Yeah, that mm. could be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I who knows? And maybe he could bring her back because he brought um, – in the comic books, he brought um, one of the – what was that group? The Sons of Thanos, the Children of Thanos. Yeah. He brought a few of them back multiple times with the Soul Stone. So you assume that you know he can take their souls and resurrect them. Yeah. So yeah. – I mean, I just. I think I that's what will happen is either all of them or most of the Avengers will be brought back. Well, probably more than just the Avengers, because I would think that, you know, to just say, hey, the Avengers are the only ones that are coming back and then millions of other people don't. I don't I think we'll see more than that. I think we'll see the whole all of his actions reversed at some point. Maybe they'll use the time stone to go back. I don't know. Yeah, it makes you wonder like how it'll all be resolved, right? Yeah. I mean, because we saw Thanos, uh, you know, they, they were able to destroy the Mind Stone, but Thanos was right there, and he's like, "Oh, let me turn back time ten seconds, and then I'll just grab it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, which seemed kind of crazy. Um, well, that's fully what I expected to happen. It wasn't a surprise to me because that's you know, that's what the Time Stone does. Yeah. I was expecting Doctor Strange to actually do that and turn back time a few seconds while they were fighting so he, they could throw in an extra punch, but he didn't use that at all. And that was, uh, that was a bummer because I wanted to see him use more of that time stone instead of just the future, but also for the past. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And he probably did, you know, multiple times. You know, I saw like 14 million futures. He probably used that, you know, um, the time stone like that, but then just came back to that exact spot, 
you know, when we saw him get out and it's like, I saw the future because that's where he had to go in order for them to eventually win. And then he had to let everything play out as is. Because he knew, you know he knew, because, I mean, he said it, that it had to happen this way. There was no other way. So, I mean, he knew that if he did anything more or changed anything from his actions other than what was going to happen, that it would change the entire future. And he couldn't let that happen, so he just had to let it happen. He just had to watch it play out in front of him. He knew he was going to die. So, I... I don't know. I think that I, – I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where. Obviously, the the Avengers have ways now to travel across the galaxy, right? Because Stormbreaker has the power of Bifrost. Yeah. So they'll be able to go to, um, to wherever Thanos is. But where's Thanos? Because he wasn't on Titan. Yeah, maybe he – well, maybe he was, and he's using the reality stone to live in this false existence where he can live on his planet and watch the sunset or sunrise or whatever it was. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't think yeah. of that. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. They didn't really say where he was either, but that's my speculation. Do you think it was weird he never used the reality stone again after uh, uh, that one part? Like he makes like – Mantis go into like paper stuff and what's his name like falls apart in rocks and then he never uses it again. Why didn't you just show up and make everybody like <laughs> bubbles and grab it? Thank you. Adios. Right? Like I thought that was kind of strange why he just wouldn't use that right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's a lot of things they could have done differently. I it would be hard this would be a hard story to tell. Because if you have the infinity stones, the villain can do anything. Anything and everything, right? So you have to create a believable uh, villain, and his actions are believable. That'd be hard. It'd be hard to write. Yeah, you gotta just kind of pick one story or one element and go with it, because you can really take it anywhere. Yeah. So, all right. What about you, Kimball? Any crazy theories or thoughts on on this film after you watched so it? So I, I think that uh, Doctor Pym's wife, who we know went subatomic. I think she's going to come back somehow. That's just the feeling that I get. Plus, uh, Winter Soldier also said he, when he mentioned all the characters were together, that was one of her names that he, one of the characters he talked about. Um, so I think she'll come back. I also think that, yeah, they're just going to write every wrong and use the time stone to bring everyone back to life, which that's, you know, that gives you a good feeling. But then again, it's not good for storytelling because it's just like kind of the easy way out. I think there needs to be some loss and some of the Avengers should die. If, you know, if they all, like you said, if they all get resurrected, but then other millions of people don't, then that's kind of unfair. So I think some will get resurrected, but not all of them will come back somehow because they got to have some skin in the game. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of uh, how I think it's going to play out. I think um, it'll leave us probably with a better feeling. I also think maybe even Thanos will become good somehow and at least see the uh, evil that he's done and have a change of heart. Now, maybe he'll die after having that change of heart, but I think 
I think we'll see that in this ultimate villain that maybe there is still some good in him as we did see he had some love in him. So I think they're going to try to play that complexity a little bit more and try to get us maybe more on his side than just against him. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because at the end of the film, after all the credits and everything, it says Thanos will return, right? Yeah, it didn't say the Avengers. It said Thanos specifically. Yeah. So I just read this. This is kind of interesting. So what some people are saying is that anyone that died to the snap of the fingers is probably will come back. But anybody that died other like another way, like Heimdall and those people, will probably be dead for good. What's their What's their reasoning as to why they would come back, or what makes them different? Um, because they didn't die from the power of the gauntlet. They died from Thanos killing them or something. And, and I'm sure you could go back and stop that moment, but then you're, you're going back and fighting Thanos as well. Right. Yeah. So if you want to save Loki, you would need to rewind time to that moment and then stop it. But by doing that, you might ruin whatever future you had and killed Thanos or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to the idea that um, you can't stop your own death. Right? You can't go back in time to stop your own death because if you never died, you never would have gone back in time to stop your your own death kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I, I don't know, but th- that's just kind of what a lot of uh, – I've gone through a lot of these different fan sites, and that's what they're all saying is that anybody that died – Outside of the snap of the fingers is dead for good. Yeah. Because that is a different death. I mean, and the way they died was different than what we've seen. So that's probably true to some degree. Do you think, and two, I, I don't think Vision's dead for good. I think Vision's alive. We'll see Vision again. So they'd like reboot him or something? Find well, a he power exists. Source. Yeah, he exists outside of himself as well right he exists it's kind of like ultron he existed in his body and in the internet Uh, yeah right and so he exists he still exists you know in the internet or you know whatever it's still an ai so he he should still exist he probably won't be the vision we saw but he's still a you know a version of himself and like they said it could be the best versions of himself yeah so he wouldn't be he wouldn't have the powers that the mindstone gave him but he'd still have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Um yeah, so the Stanley moment of this film, he's driving the school bus that Peter Parker's on when he leaps out of the the window and heads off to the Q ship. So we get to see him once more. And I wonder at what point they're going to stop including him. <laughs> Right. So he dies. Yeah. I was actually surprised he was in this one. Yeah. So, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> he'll, like he said, he'll probably be in it until he dies. You know, he'll be in all of them until he just. Like, I think even if he can't get up and walk and do something, they will still include him. Yeah. Like, as easy as he's sleeping on a bed during a fight, right? Or something like, you know, they will include him no matter what. And then even afterwards, say like he were to pass away next year, even in future movies, I think you would still see like 
a picture of him in the background or, you know, like there something's going on in the background. You see a movie scene of him doing something like maybe a replay of one of his movies, you know, that's already been done, but you see his cameo during it, you know, something like that. You'll, you'll still see him. Yeah. Or his gravestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just something. I mean, I don't think they'll ever not include something for him in a Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they do keep doing it some, to some degree. That'd be cool. Uh, the after credit scene, we see agent Hill and Nick Fury driving in a black suburban. And they're in some big city, probably New York, but um, everyone starts to disappear and there's all this chaos happening. And they get out of their car and are looking around at the people disappearing. And then Agent Hill first disappears. And then Nick Fury grabs, pulls out a pager and starts to text someone. And then he disappears. Pager falls to the ground. And we see the symbol of Captain Marvel on the screen. So, and that's it. So, Captain Marvel is going to be introduced to to us in a standalone film, origin film, I guess, next year, and we'll see what that was all about. I don't know much about her, other than she's kind of the Superman of of the Marvel universe. Is she? I don't. I don't know much about her either. I don't know much about her either. That's from what I read. I I read that her DNA got scrambled up with a guy who's Cree, and the Cree people are what is what Ronan is. So Ronan's Cree. Mm-hmm. Supposedly that's going to make her really strong. So she's half human, half Cree, and that's what's going to make her great. Oh, yeah. I always thought it sucked that they killed Ronan because Ronan uh, actually fought the children of Thanos and killed one of them. So. Um, I was kind of bummed that they they took him out so fast. Yeah, but what do you do? That's what happens when you mess with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, just can't do it. You gotta match that dance off, or you're toast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm looking up here to see what her powers are. Captain Mar, you know, Captain Marvel's powers. Um. But it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail. It says her name's Carol Danvers. Yeah, I knew that. That's about it. Wasn't she a fighter pilot too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about all I know about her. Yeah, like all this really says is uh, powers include flight, enhanced strength, durability, and ability to shoot concussive energy bursts from her hands. Probably much like... Um, Iron Man. Yeah. So she sounds like Superman. Yeah. But she <laughs> blasts out of her hands instead of her eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I heard that there's a lot of, uh, like when it first showed pictures of, of uh, Captain Marvel, there was a lot of kick, like kickback against um, the suit because the suit didn't match um, how it should be in the in the comic books and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw a little bit of that too. So, well, you wait. You guys uh, notice how Nick Fury keeps getting less and less screen time in these Avengers films? <laughs> I thought that was, uh, was too bad for him because he was a main character in the Avengers, and then in Ultron he had a few scenes, and then in this one he has the last 
credit scene for 20 seconds and then he's gone. Like, I don't know why they keep uh, giving him less screen time. Yeah. I don't know what he would have brought to this fight. You keep wondering, like, I I really think he's like going to be an ace in the hole at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I really do. What uh, what powers or what abilities is he going to bring? That's the um, thing. Awesomeness. <laughs> well, he's got that. Hello. That's all you need. Uh, I don't know, but I just think he's got like an ace in the hole because he always seems to have something, right? Like he's always got an ace in the hole, and it just kind of seems like he's got fi- something figured out. And I mean, maybe Captain Marvel was the ace in the hole. But I'm like, what a jerk. You've known about this chick since the 90s and yeah. you never told him. Hey, guys, by the way, there's this other superhuman powerful uh, person that that can help us out, you know. <laughs> but but he just keeps it on the DL. Like, hey, guys, I know Ultron is uh, going to probably destroy the world. But instead of bringing Captain Marvel, I'll bring this helicarrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to have to explain that pretty good. <laughs> right? I'm just like, come on. But apparently the... Um, Captain Marvel will be before he lost his eye. So I wonder if it'll show when he loses his eye. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So for me, one thing I want to see in the future going forward with uh, the next film is I want to see a, a bigger power than Thanos. Like Dormammu, could Dormammu take Thanos? Or, you know, is there a more powerful being that could take Thanos? And I want to see something like that. Something that comes in and just sets things right with Thanos. That he either, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just want to see something more. You don't want to see him so overpowered. Yeah. Like, he's just too powerful. Like, it's like, oh, okay, well, nothing can stop him. It's just, you you want to see someone that can be on his level. Yeah, exactly. And whether that being or persona is on the good side or the bad side or whatever, I don't think it really matters to me anyway. But I would like to see something that kind of just shows that, hey, Thanos isn't all-powerful, kind of like what you said. So, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to see, but that's probably one of the bigger things. Do you think Egos could have would would been as powerful as he was? Uh, maybe not him, but one of the celestials or a group of the celestials because wasn't, isn't Thanos a descendant or a child of one of the celestials? No, they're, they're like a group of beings that's, um, uh, that are ancient. I had thought that they were from the celestials, but I looked into it and they're not, but, um, I, but I, so I, I don't know, but it just makes you how powerful the celestial you know, wonder how powerful the celestials were. Cause I mean, they could create life. They could do all sorts of things, but I mean, you saw Peter Quill deal with them, right? Yeah. yeah I didn't think <laughs> and so it's like, was... Oh, how powerful really was he? Yeah. I didn't get the impression that ego could take Thanos maybe without the gauntlet. Maybe that's, maybe that is the deciding factor is, you know, that pushes him over the edge. than most of everyone else in existence, so. Well, especially with that power stone, you know, that power stone makes everything uneven. Yeah. 
Uh, what about with you guys? What's one thing you guys want to see going forward in the next film? Mark? Um, I probably want to see all these loose storylines tied up. You know, the storylines that don't quite make sense. Um, I want to see the... I really want to see a resolution for all the villains that are still alive. Right? Um, like I, I talked about a couple of them. I've talked about many of them before. But are they just side notes forever? Or are we going to see them again? Um, and you're talking Abomination... The, yeah, we saw Red Skull. Yeah, we saw Red Skull, Abomination, um, Mord Mordu. Is it Mordu? Mordo. Mordo. Yeah, him. You know, he's still out there. You know, et cetera. The list goes on and on. And it's like, what what happened to these people? Like, they're just afterthoughts now. No one cares. Like, I care. So I want to see like a resolution to that. I want to see a Gamora storyline. Like, what the heck is her story? I want to see more of it. I want to see more of Thanos' story. I want these uh, open storylines closed up I because I, they, they bother me. <laughs> yeah. They really do bother me. So that's probably one thing I want to see more than anything is a good story to close it up. Yeah. I think we've seen a lot of action, and I think you can still have action and tell a good story. But I think that you know when they're cutting pieces out because it's going to make it too long – I mean, I guess I can see that, but I'd rather a long, I'd rather like a three-hour movie filling in those gaps than a two-and-a-half-hour movie making more gaps. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what about for you, Kimball? What would you like to see going forward in the next film? I want to see more context, more backstory, like Mark was saying. Just let's see more details of what happened with Thanos. I think Gamora is going to play a big role in it somehow. I think she could be the one that takes down Thanos or is even stronger than him because she's going to be, I don't think she's dead yet. She's in the, some other world and she's getting stronger. If she's a daughter of Thanos, then she has to have some ability just like the sons and that other daughter was that were fighting on earth. I think she has to have, we haven't seen her potential yet, so she's going to come back. So I would like to see more context um, with that and, yeah. yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see some of that too. So, uh, as far as this film goes, I think it was a great film to wrap up 10 years of Marvel storylines and bring it all together into one storyline. Um, I think there's a lot more work to do, though, and uh, hopefully we'll get that in Avengers 4 as well as uh, any other films that follow that, but... Thought it was a great cap to this 10-year period that they've been hyping up for quite some time that Thanos was going to show up with the Infinity Stones. Uh, for me, I initially I gave it, I think we said a 9.9 .9 yesterday, but uh, after thinking about it and kind of mulling it over, it's still high. I'll probably give it a 9, 9.5, 9.3 for me. Still in the 9s, just lower 9s. So I thought it was, it was good. I'll probably go see it at least one more time, if not two more times. And then when it comes out on home video, I'll buy it then, watch it a couple of times. So, you know, it's it's still there. It's still pretty high for me. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I give it a I give it a 9.9. I'm willing to adjust that for some of these things that we've talked about and give it a 9.91. 
and uh <laughs> <laughs> but no it's a i i really liked it i i like movies i that i think present different emotions from me i i can appreciate that in the writing and the brilliance of the movie and when i like fear for characters and when i get excited for them and when i get happy and i get sad for them it really draws me into the movie and so i give it so much bonus points for that because it did it all and I I know like these Marvel movies get hit and DC movies get hit and they're just movies and you don't see them getting the, you know, for the Grammys and Oscars or, or whatever they get up for. But it, it, if anyone deserves and I'm telling you, it was that Peter Parker moment that I cannot get over that. That like stuck with me. I'm like, man, that's like such a I don't know why, but like that that part in the movie just like was amazing to me. It was off the wall. And uh, so I, I really have to stick with my original score i can't bring that down um but there's work that could be done to make it to have made it better but i think we we may see those in deleted scenes yeah hopefully and i think spider-man held his own in this film Uh, tom holland did a great job they wrote the character very well it was he was a key part of this film and i enjoyed it too so Mm -hmm. And his nostalgia moments, too. Have you guys seen that old movie, Aliens? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. So what about for you, Kimball? What uh, what grade do you give this? Or what score do you give this film? I'd give this a solid A-. minus. It wasn't, wasn't the best, not my favorite, but uh, it was – it's still at least definitely in the top five, maybe top three of all these Marvel films. They did a lot of good things right, but just for me, they did a few things wrong, mainly being they should have split up some of these stories and put them in other films to develop them better, and it could have uh, made this one gold, but it was still really good. I liked it. I'm gonna, I want to see it again in the dollar theater so I can save some money, um, but it's definitely worth uh, watching it a few times to, to get it all in. Yeah. Cool. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to our Marvel Avengers podcast, uh, episode 19 in the Avengers review shows. And this is Avengers Infinity War. Uh, We want to thank you guys for joining us throughout this journey. And we will continue to do more review shows of the Marvel movies. Up next will be Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then after that is Captain Marvel. So we'll keep doing them as they get released. But definitely check out our podcast on soundcloud.com and on our website, randomangst.com. You'll find all our podcasts there as well as on Patreon. We want to invite you to become a patron and join us on patreon.com. Look for The Credulous Nerds. And you'll find this podcast as well as all of our podcasts on patreon.com. And... You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Anchor FM or pretty much everywhere. Just do a Google search for the Credulous Nerds podcast and you'll find us. So give us a listen. Review our show for us. If you could review our show on iTunes or whichever uh, podcast app that you have, you know, definitely review and let us know what we're doing well, what we need to improve on. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash randomangst and joining the conversation there. So we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys.
sehr 